popcorn ready. I'm here so I won't get fined. It's about the stupid, I gotta say, it's the stupidest thing in sports. No! What? Get your big butt out of here! What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Fantasy Guides podcast brought to you by ShopFantasyGuides.com. I'm former player and current Devi analyst Jesse Preston, and I am joined tonight by the owner and operator of Fantasy Guides, Stephen Rippey, and his younger brother, fellow Fantasy Guides contributor and local Denver comedian, Casey Rippey. We're recording this on Monday night, November 21st. We've got Thanksgiving week here, and we've got the 49ers and Cardinals down in Mexico going on right now. And uh, I got to watch quite a bit of that game because Casey was taking so long getting ready. And uh, did you guys know that that stadium in Mexico is 2,000 feet higher than Mile High Stadium? They are really concerned about everybody's uh, about altitude sickness and things like that. I remember when the Patriots played the Raiders like four years ago, maybe, and Belichick went to the stadium you just talked about recently, Jesse, Air Force Academy, and took mm. the Patriots there because that's at like 6,000 feet, I want to say. Mm-hmm. And he took them there to practice for a full week before heading to Mexico City to get them prepared for it. So I was aware of that. Pretty crazy. You don't think of Mexico having any cities that would be that I, high in elevation. I I had no idea. I, I would not have known that Mexico City is as high as we are. Um, I didn't know it's sitting up there like that. So I thought that was pretty interesting and uh, looked like a pretty exciting game. And I will say also that, you know, 80,000 people, they it was loud. Like it felt loud on the telecast. So I think they really get into it down there, and uh, that was pretty cool. If you found your way to this episode, thank you so much. We do want to involve you. Uh, listener questions make up a huge part of our content, so feel free to reach out to us on social media. Stephen, of course, runs at Fantasy Guides on Instagram. Casey is at NFL Cover Zero, and I am at Devi Rookie Watch. Our first little uh, segment that we want to kick off this week is uh, people have really liked the How'd Steve Do segment. Casey, do you got the... Uh, the want wah and the yay all ready to go for how'd Steve do? I, sh- I sure do. We're all fired up. There's going to be a lot of want wahs. Mm. <laughs> oh, Case, you actually missed last week was full of them. I think you missed a you missed the best week to to have your sound effects ready. Jesse did a great job though uh, filling in for you. <laughs> um. <laughs> Anyway, Jesse, what I was going to say is that I did not catch much of the Arizona Cardinals game. I just want to put a PSA out to our listeners that I finished the uh, season three Netflix series Love is Blind with Nick Lachey and Vanessa Lachey tonight and the tell-all. And (laughs) if you guys are looking for some just mindless television to get you through the (laughs) night, I'm telling you, it does not get any better. Oh, no. There's something said at the, at the tell-all, and I want to find a forum for something to voice my opinion, because I have thoughts <laughs> on some of the things that went on. And uh, I'm going to try – listen, I'm a professional. I'm going to try to reel it back to football, but there was some things said that I have thoughts on. Just, just going to say that. But you're gonna you're gonna mess up your algorithm, Stephen, with all of this love is blind <laughs> stuff on your on your Instagram now, you know? No, 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 no. I double tap my profile I and mean, I just oh, keep it to okay. Steve. Okay. But, yeah, then that's I'll, I'll comment on uh, the love is blind. Uh, they gotta have an Instagram page. You least. couldn't. I, I have some. Yeah. You couldn't pay me enough, honestly. For <laughs> day, I thought the same thing. Just saying. Thank you, Jesse. Just saying. <laughs> But oh, anyway, uh, how'd, how'd Steve do this week? Let's uh, let's go over some of my takes. Uh, 
here's a good one, Case. Get ready. Said Daniel Jones would finish as a top five quarterback. Who says that? Well, I did. Uh, he finished fourth. Nice. Yay! Hey. Jesus. <laughs> Come on, man. Get that sound effect ready. No, I. it was all based on matchup. <laughs> Daniel Jones has been sneaky good. I don't. I still don't think he's a good real-life quarterback, but he rushed for over 50 yards, and he's a sneaky good rusher. He did throw three interceptions, but fantasy doesn't care. So, yeah, he finished fourth. Um, but I also said <laughs> Derek Carr would fail to finish top 15, and he finished as the QB9. I think we all, as Broncos fans, probably saw how that one ended. You know, I think had the game not gone to overtime, I might have hit on that one because he did throw a touchdown pass in overtime. So it would have been close. But, man, they got our number, the, the Raiders. I, I don't even know when's the last time we beat them or the Chiefs. It's starting to get depressing. Oh, they have our number? Mm-hmm. Just them? Yeah, get in line. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, okay, so another take I had. Isaiah Pacheco would run for 100 yards and a touchdown. Well, he got the yards, but no touchdown. So I don't think that's really a hit Golf or a miss. I think um, that's, it's kind of yeah. the middle. Golf yeah, yeah. There you go. Hey. That's a, that's got a negative spin to it, Case. We just have more in the middle. <laughs> um, okay, I said Devin Singletary would finish as a top 15 running back, and he finishes the RB9. Yay! Case, come on, man. Mike Carter, <laughs> I said, would have less than uh, 40 total yards. He had 17. Yay! And then finally, I said Devonta Smith would score single-digit fantasy points against the Colts, who gave up, I believe, the second fewest points to the position. Eh, he scored 13. Mm. I guess golf no. <laughs> he don't care. He's still he's, he's working it. Yeah. You know what? I will say <laughs> a few of these are, are happening in real time because I also said that uh, – George Kittle would put in a top three performance this week. And I know he's playing right now. It's in the third quarter and he has 14 points. So that one's still very much in play. Uh, yeah. And then I also said the, <laughs> the Zach Ertz replacement, Trey McBride would bust. What did I say about him though? I said, I said that he would uh, finish outside the top 15 tight ends, which isn't even bold. So I won't take any credit for that, but it was more of a warning. Like, don't just start this guy against a very tough 49ers defense that is very good against the tight ends. He's got four points right now. So that's not a, I'm not taking a victory on that one, but just in case, <laughs> Hey, those crickets interrupted me. Uh, <laughs> just in case people were considered starting him, I was saying it was a bad matchup, but anyway, those are what did I do wrong? And what did I get right this week? Uh, Jesse, what's next? Let's do waivers next. What do you got this week for uh, some guys we can pick up? All right. Waiver wire. I have that right here, Jesse. Okay. So my number one waiver this week uh, is going to be Traylon Burks. Uh, he's a guy we were high on as a rookie coming in. Uh, he's a, only rostered in 20% of the leagues. Uh, we just saw what happened with um, Watson. Sorry, blanking on his first name here. Uh, Packers wide receiver. Christian Watson. Thank you. <laughs> Christian Watson, we saw what he's been, we saw we saw what he's been doing the last couple of weeks. Uh, Traylon Burks, he's a first round draft pick. Reminds me a lot of AJ Brown the way he plays. Uh, he had 18 points last week. He's got to be on rosters after this week. These rookie wide receivers, 
they can take a little bit of time to get going, but he's, this guy's a physical freak and he's got to be the number one, especially this late in the season. Um, and then the other one we talked about last week, Deshaun Watson, we've talked to him about him for a couple weeks now. He's still available in uh, more than half the leagues. If you wait till the last minute to add him, it's going to be too late. Like this is probably your last chance to get him where you're not going to have to, you may, you may have to overbid this week. Uh, you should have picked him up last week or two weeks ago. Um, because the guy in every season he's played, uh, where he's been healthy, he's been a top five quarterback and yeah, maybe it takes a game or two for him to get going, but you're going to wish you had him. Uh, cause I think he's a really good quarterback and I like his offense that he's, that he's playing behind. Um, another one, uh, with, with, uh, Justin Fields potentially being injured, he could miss some time. I think Marcus Mariota is a good streamer. Um, he gets the commanders in week 12 and his rushing upside alone is good enough to be startable. Um, Samaje P. Ryan, do you guys see? Uh, did you guys start him this week by chance? Anybody? Uh, did you happen to see what he did, Jesse? <laughs> no, for the Bengals, what did he do? Yeah, well, Joe Mixon was out this week because he had a concussion in the game. I didn't see the hit or anything. Supposedly, he was on. Um, he did an Instagram live and he seemed completely fine. So I think it was he. He might have got a slight concussion. I don't know how bad it is. If he happens to miss this week. Samaje would be the fill-in. Samaje P. Ryan had 30 points this week. In, in replacement wow. for him, he had three receiving touchdowns, which Jeez. is uh, kind of hard to bank on. He only had 30 rushing yards. Um, but obviously, if Mixon is out, he's going to want to be in your lineup. Um, another one, Donovan Peoples-Jones. We just talked about Deshaun Watson coming back. Uh, DPJ has had double-digit points in the last three games, half PPR. Um, and with Watson returning, he's it's going to elevate him and he's getting a lot of volume and target quality. So uh, like Donovan Peoples Jones is somebody you can add. He's available in more than half the leagues. Um, Paris Campbell uh, didn't do quite as well against Philly, but he still remains involved in that offense. And I think, you know, he's with Matt Ryan throwing the ball as much as he is. I think Paris Campbell can do wonders for a lot of rosters right now, especially anybody that's hurting wide receiver, somebody that might've lost Cooper cup. I think Paris Campbell, is a really good piece to have on your roster. Um, and then here's another one. Uh, Evan Ingram, he's had a couple of weeks where it's been a little bit tough, but he was involved earlier in the season, and the guy's an amazing athlete, and it's a dreadful position having to stream the tight end. Uh, so if you're if you're in desperate need, I think Evan Ingram fits that bill. So those are a couple guys that it's get, it's not as good this week as it was last week, but especially with Traylon Burks and Deshaun Watson, those guys need to definitely be picked up this week. Right on. I love it. How about missing points? Anybody stand out for you this week there? Um, not that anybody, there may have been a few people that started him, but Harrison Bryant of the Cleveland Browns, uh, he was started actually in less than 1% of uh, leagues. So this doesn't really affect anybody, but I just like to point these things out when they're this bad. Uh, he finished with, um, eight points, and he had two potential touchdowns that he just missed on. Could have had 25 points. Could have finished as a tight end, too. Finished as a tight end, 11. Um, another one, Darnell Mooney. He's starting to – Justin Fields playing well. Mooney's been benefiting from that. We've also seen Cole Komet benefit. He had a wide-open uh, play downfield where he was just overthrown. Um, would have been a 67-yard touchdown. Uh, he finishes the wide receiver 23 with 13 points. Could have finished as a wide receiver four with 27 points. Uh, he, in his words, he said that he was actually winded on the play. 
So it wasn't actually an overthrow, but he just didn't have the gas <laughs> to to make oh, the catch. Geez. So it, it just just <laughs> missed on what could have been a really big big game for him. All right, moving on to Cleveland. Crazy Jacoby Brissett. Not that anybody started him, but he put up twenty six points versus the Buffalo Bills defense at the Detroit Lions neutral site. Um, could have been even better, actually. He had a uh, a play where Amari Cooper was just short his foot was just shy of a 30 yard catch and cooper was inches short of converting on a two-point conversion he was uh finished with 26 points could have finished with 38 points against a bill's defense so very surprising performance by jacoby Brissett. um george pickens in the final two minutes of the game pickens dropped a relatively easy pass that would have resulted in a 49 yard touchdown this one i did see i was Mm. watching the red zone channel when this happened he Finished with 18 points. He's starting to trend up. He, This guy we've talked about, he looks really good. Um, could have had 30 points this week. So I'm liking what I'm seeing from George Pickens against a, a tough Bengals defense, actually. Um, and then Dak Prescott. I watched this one, too. I have him in Dynasty as my one of my Superflex quarterbacks. And he had a pass play to Noah Brown uh, that just got pulled up short at, like, the goal line. And then the very next play, they did play action. And I was like, oh, yes, he's going to get it now. And he threw it out of the back of the end zone, and then Zeke ran it in on the next play. So he had finished with 20 points, could have had 29. But still overall, he had a great day um, in what was just a annihilation of the Minnesota Vikings. And then Dallas Goddard, I was watching a lot of this game, the same game. He had two, two plays on the same drive where they should have been catches, both of them on back-to-back plays, pretty much routine catches for a tight end. And he dropped both of them. So he finished with eight points, could have had 16 points. Uh, Still liking what I'm seeing from TJ Hawkinson. As soon as he went to Minnesota, he's getting targeted like crazy, almost as much as Justin Jefferson. So uh, don't be too too discouraged by by the output from TJ Hawkinson. He could have had a bigger game. Uh, And then Amon Ross St. Brown, he is really trying to climb the leaderboards on missing points. Uh, This is like (laughs) the third time this season he's been tackled at the goal line. Uh, so, and this in back-to-back weeks, actually, he got tackled at the goal line, finished as wide receiver 12 with 15 points, could have finished as the wide receiver seven with 21 points. So we're, we're hoping to get him a little higher on the list. Um, and then finally, Tony Pollard, Tony Pollard finished with 37 points, could have been a lot bigger. He had back-to-back goal line touches where he couldn't convert. So he could have had 43 points, but honestly, I don't think people are complaining too much. Finishes the RB1. Would have been the RB1, didn't really make a difference. He he crushed it for people in their lineups. And, God, I don't know what you guys think. Jesse, what do you think of Tony Pollard moving forward? He is – it doesn't seem to matter. Zeke in, in the game, Zeke out of the game. The guy seems like he's an RB1 right now moving forward. Yeah, I saw the I saw a highlight of that, the catch and run that he had where he just – he caught it along the sidelines and then just ran away from a guy for a long touchdown. And – um Casey, do you remember I, I randomly when Dak Prescott got hurt, I was like, I don't know, man, I might pick up Tony Pollard because I feel like Cooper Rush or whatever. Isn't that I think that's his name is going to just check down to mm-hmm. Tony Pollard all the time. And uh, I wonder if there's just one listener out there that listened to that and, and traded for <laughs> him during that time. What do you think, Casey? What do, what do you what would you do with Tony Pollard? Uh, yeah, he's an RB1 going forward. Honestly, as long as Jerry Jones doesn't call the plays, I think that he's an RB1. 
um, Zeke b- belongs on the bench. Yeah, I think it's just really well, clear that he's the better running back there. And so I I, I don't know. I, I really like that offense. It's humming now. I, I was able to grab uh, Dak in a trade right at the deadline um, and oh, I nice. have him in two leagues. So I, I like him moving forward. Um, I mean, that was that was an impressive victory against an eight. Were they eight and one uh, or nine and one Vikings team? Yeah, that had just beaten the Bills, and they demolished. They just took them out behind the woodshed. Yeah, it was a bad, bad loss. Yep. So anyway, that's all we got this week for missing points. Hopefully, it didn't cost you a game, and hopefully, you were uh, your opponent had those guys. So. All right. Well, we're going to move on now to Casey's NFL Cover Cover Zero segment. Uh, We do have him back, although both Casey and Steven are remote right now. So we're going to work through it. Um, This this segment is actually sponsored by Underdog Fantasy. They have a great way to add some fun to your football season with their pick'em game. You can win up up to 20 times your money in a single night. Underdog keeps it super simple with their easy-to-use website and mobile apps. Pick between two and five players for your pick'em entry. Get all your picks right, and you can take home some money. It's simple to get started. Just head to underdogfantasy.com or download the app, and you can sign up to, with promo code GUIDEDOG, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. Again, that's GUIDEDOG as the promo code. And if you sign up, Stephen will also throw in a Fantasy Guides MVP package, which is a $60 value, which gives you access to his Dynasty Guide, Draft Guide, and Season Guide, which I can tell you from experience is super, super helpful uh, as you play fantasy football. All right, KC, we've, we've missed you for a week. Uh, you're back. Are you ready for some NFL Cover Zero? Double uh-huh. wing right. Ace! <laughs> Good damn slow to play middle linebacker. Dumb and everything else. Hey, Sully, you hope I never get back in you. I'll kick your It's picked up by Jim Marshall. He's running the wrong way. Marshall is running the wrong way. That ain't funny. It is good to be back, guys. Just as a couple side notes. One, I am remote in Silt, Colorado, which is known for its high-speed internet access. That's one of its top things that it's known for. Um, So we have a bit of delay. So I'm just going to treat this like an open mic where I'm going to pause for laughs, and then the laughs never come anyway. And that way, Jesse, you could piece it together afterwards. Jesse, I I just have to say... Casey couldn't just come right back. It had to be a delayed comeback, right? Right. He has to, oh, like, yeah. Come back he's at 80%. Technical <laughs> right. Yeah, he's not fully back. God forbid he just was fully back for us, you know? <laughs> Don't call it a comeback, Case. <laughs> <laughs> just think of me as like a drunk uncle who can never remember conversations we've previously had and interjects at the wrong time the entire podcast. <laughs> Also, uh, one other thing, because I don't have my home computer, um, I'm not able to add sound effects. So I thought I'd give you guys a little treat and just do the sound effects myself. <laughs> and then you guys can try to guess the, the oh, Steven's side of sound you guys can't, You Steven. can't see Steven on the video, everyone listening, but he's he's got his hand over his eyes. He's doing that like temple massage, you know, kind of uh, the emoji. <laughs> The emoji with like with a hand over the face. Yeah. It's just it's it's like a parent. Nothing makes me happy. It's a parent with just utter disappointment that their kid did something <laughs> wrong. You know. <laughs> that's, what, that's what that look is. All right, let's get into it. 
In things that will induce vomiting news, there's a new movie coming out that chronicles the story of four 80-year-old ladies who travel to Houston to watch Tom Brady play in a Super Bowl. And it looks like Gronk makes a special guest appearance where he flirts with one of the old ladies. I'm going to throw up. <laughs> I think I'm going to throw up. Uh, do, do you know that one, Steve? Yeah, what, what movie, movie? Steve? <laughs> no, I don't know the movie. Because <laughs> you don't have a clip from it, Casey. <laughs> but... <laughs> This makes me so happy. It's from Step Brothers when they find out their parents are getting a divorce. Mm, yep. Mm. Obviously. Yeah. I think I, I may have got that. It's actually one of my favorite movies, but we don't have the clip. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Deshaun Watson has returned to the Browns practice faculty or facility. I don't know how you say that. <laughs> causing all sorts of related of sports-related comedians to rejoice. The team says he's looking good, but he's still getting used to being forced to play with a full-size towel. <laughs> you got the cricket sound effect, pa- at least. Pause for laughs. No, I don't think Steven got it. New- you not get- no, I got good. it. I got it. <laughs> New England defensive tackle Davon Godshow received a birthday cake from his wife in the shape of a woman's rear end in red and black lingerie. Upon discovering the IG post, Jason Biggs immediately called up his local bakery. Like warm apple pie. Oh, I, like I know that McDonald's one. McDonald's or homemade. Yeah, I know, I, I know that one. That's American <laughs> pie, Stephen. <laughs> so I got that Steven's one. Stephen's so happy right now. <laughs> well, Jesse, the first part of the joke his internet cut out, so I only got the warm apple pie part. I still got the movie <laughs> reference. Right. Godshow said he celebrated the birthday with a night on a yacht and a hepatitis test. It kind of makes you wonder what's going on behind the scenes in that relationship. I'm curious what the definition of an ass chewing means in his household. <laughs> Steven, I'm just laughing at Steven's face. He's so, look at him. <laughs> Every time he starts to tell the joke, it cuts out. And yeah. then I'm just stuck, like, I'm just in no man's land. I know, I love it. And he just sits there. This is, Casey, this is how your jokes Damn sound. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I got uh, Jason Biggs, warm apple pie. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I'm <laughs> all right keep going this is gold solid gold huh, i wonder if it'll come through on the other end all right adam adam thielen surprised a fan by the name of shirley bowden with two super bowl tickets and a jersey for being the team's number one fan shirley says she plans to sell the tickets and buy a pair of divisional round playoff tickets so she can actually see the vikings play oh it's <laughs> that was a burn Man. upon hearing about her intentions <laughs> thielen replied Certainly you can't be serious. To which Shirley replied, I am serious. And call oh, Shirley. Yeah, I see. get airplane. Airplane, airplane 77. Yep, yep. It's good. South Carolina head coach Mike Leach, Mike Leach, not this past weekend, but the weekend before, stated that the reason his team isn't having success is because instead of playing hard, players want to eat a fish sandwich and drink lemonade with your fat little girlfriends. <laughs> which, correct me if I'm wrong, 
Does that seem oddly specific? <laughs> it was. I'd like to get a look at Spencer Rattler's girlfriend. <laughs> no, you're, well, you're, you're mixing him up now. He's at Mississippi State, not not South Carolina. I don't know. I don't know how oh, you got Spencer Rattler's at, at South Carolina. But uh, if you do want good sound bites, <laughs> Mike Leach, the and he's he's one of the greatest minds in college football. <laughs> he he is good for a good sound bite almost every week. The uh, the sideline announcers have just started asking him weird ass questions because they know that he'll answer they're try- it. They're trying to goad him. Oh yeah! So they uh, the, the one time they said, "What kind of Halloween candy do you like?" And he talked for five minutes straight about uh, how superior a peanut butter cup is to any other kind of candy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I he, he, he has strong candy right. opinions. Yep. Yep. I, I, I don't know that I can disagree with that. Um, <laughs> also, I'd be curious what kind of fish sandwich we're talking about. Like, <laughs> if it's anything fast food, I'm out. Down in Mississippi, you can fish. get a good fish sandwich. You can get a, a po' boy type thing in Mississippi. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing this is like high quality fish sandwich. Yeah, I'm on board with that. But when it's like McDonald's or something, that no way. That, that gets me. That gets me with, you know. I start to dry heave when I see that. Now, I order the fish fillet from McDonald's actually quite often, and oh. it's really good. It just gives you diarrhea every time. But other than that, it's solid. <laughs> Sign up. You know what you're signing up for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that is it for this delayed week of uh, NFL news. Consider your NFL Zero covered. We now return to your regularly scheduled podcast. All right. Thanks, Casey. I'll uh, I'll be doing Je- editing until midnight tonight, getting rid of half <laughs> of that. Already- but- <laughs> Case, you can go ahead and send Jesse like some sort of a, a, a I'm sorry card with like a gift certificate to a brewery or something for the amount of editing he's gonna have to do tonight. <laughs> All right, well that was fun for us though. We were both laughing for a while there, and and me the video of watching Stephen having to to go through all of that was uh, it was worth the price of admission for me. So I'm I'm feeling good. <laughs> All right, we're going to move on to our weekend takeaways. Uh, Steven always has some great stats and takeaways and things to think about heading into next week. Uh, what do you got for us this week, Steven? All right, so a few things from the weekend. Um, uh, Jalen Warren had a hamstring injury uh, for the Steelers. And so Najee Harris, for kind of basically the first time this season, saw the type of workload that he saw last season. He had a 92% snap share Uh and had 26 opportunities. So I've been very down on Najee for the most part. Um, but this is, this is promising. You know, he, he finishes the RB three this week with 27 points. Looked pretty good. Actually had one of his better uh, efficiency games, averaged four, four and a half yards per carry he had 90 rushing yards, 26 receiving yards. So depending on if Warren's out for a little bit of time, this could be good news for Najee Harris owners who, quite frankly are in desperate need of something good from the guy so things could be a little bit better for him going forward um and similar to him another inefficient running back david montgomery with uh khalil herbert out this week had an 80 percent snap share 21 opportunities so things are looking good for david montgomery uh i've had a few people message me saying if they should be worried about dave uh, uh ramondre stevenson uh because with damian harris back damian harris had Eight rushing attempts, averaging eight yards per carry, whereas Ramondre Stevenson 
averaged 1.7 yards per carry, which obviously is not good, but I wouldn't be too worried about it. It's one game. Jets have a good defense. Ramondre Stevenson had a 78% snap share, which is one of his higher marks that he's had with uh, Damian Harris in the lineup. Uh, and he had 21 opportunities. That's pretty elite, especially considering that he's used so much in the receiving game. Um, he's actually, over his last four games, averaging uh, six receptions per game. So, Ramondre Stevenson, don't panic on him. Uh, if anything, people are worried about him, maybe consider buying low on him because uh, he's getting the kind of use that you want. Um, and we talked about Jonathan Taylor last week. Uh, he had a 90 94% snap share last week, and if you're going to have that kind of usage, you're going to be an elite RB1. Well, this year, for some unknown reason, his snap share went down to 75%. Uh, he still had 26 opportunities, so that was really good. But um, hopefully that 75% snap share is a little bit of a blip on the radar. I don't know why you think they would think that Deion Carter needs to be used that much. But uh, just know that the snap share dipped a little bit. But the usage is still there for Jonathan Taylor. Um, things are looking better for him. Uh, Eagles wide receiver Devonta Smith um, only had 13 points, but he did have nine targets and a 39% target share. So uh, with Dallas Goddard out of the picture, they really just focused the passing to the two wide receivers, him and AJ Brown. So both of them didn't do a lot in the box score, but uh, I think good days are still ahead for those two wide receivers. I think this was just kind of a down week for them. Um, Jesse, did you happen to see any of the Chargers Chiefs game last night? No, the only thing I know, I just know about Pacheco had 107 yards and no touchdowns. Oh, from earlier? Okay. <laughs> um, I actually well, saw Josh No, Wal- I saw that because I've added him <laughs> in so many leagues. So. Oh, okay. I got gotcha. you. Well, interesting. This is just why fantasy football is hard and annoying. But Josh Palmer, a lot of people sat him this week because both Keenan Allen and Mike Williams returned. Well, this week he had a, a 35% target share and 10 targets, and I didn't have it pulled up here. Let me see if I can pull up his uh, actual scoring. He got um, 30, he 30 points. Yeah, 30 points. 30, 31 points, essentially. So this just goes to show you how frustrating fantasy football can be. I think a lot of people benched him because of the the other two coming back, and he had his best game of the season. So uh, anyway, moving on. TJ Hawkinson had a 32% target share in his game against the Cowboys, and since he's joined the – Vikings he's had nine targets 10 targets and nine targets so uh he didn't do a lot in the box score but this could be a buy low opportunity for Hawkinson because he's getting a lot of targets and Kirk Cousins is a good quarterback so really like the usage that we're seeing from him um Pat Fryermuth this guy's turning into just a stud uh, I don't know if I'd say elite tight end but he's a very solid tight end he had a 32 percent target share had 12 targets in the game and had a good performance he's probably a top Six tight end moving forward. So good days ahead for him. And then Tyler Higby with with Cooper Cup out for this one. He went back to being getting some elite usage. He had a 30% target share and eight targets in the game. So Tyler Higby back on the like mid tight end one uh, spectrum. Um, And then a couple more things over the last four games. I like to kind of go with uh, with these kind of stats a little bit each week talking about some trends. Devontae Adams over the last four games is averaging uh, 24.7 points per game. So he is back to being that just deadly elite wide receiver. He just used Patrick Sertan last uh, yesterday 
and just showed that he's just a stud wide receiver. And if anybody forgot it, he, he definitely reminded him real quick. Um, and then Tony Pollard over the last four games, he is the RB one. He is averaging 26.3 points per game over the last month. Guy's a stud. Uh, and he did it with Zeke in the lineup this week. So, uh, I, he, it, until further notice, like there's not a lot of running backs I'd be trading him to. It, it's a short list of running backs I'd want over him at this point. Right. Um, so, so people looking to just get out, like to trade, to, to trade high, unless if you're getting Barkley, CMC or Austin Eckler, someone like that, I'm probably going to just hold tight and be happy with what I'm getting. Um, and then I just mentioned it earlier, uh, Ramondre Stevenson averaging six receptions per game over the last month. That's, that's elite wide receiver usage from a running back. So uh, better days ahead for Ramondre Stevenson. And then uh, Daniel Jones over the last four games is the QB six. So I don't know if he's still available on anybody's waiver wire. The guy's putting in some really good numbers. So Daniel Jones getting it done for uh, a lot of fantasy managers. So those are just some of the takeaways I found uh, from this last week and over the past month. So hopefully that'll be useful uh, to some of you guys going forward, especially with trade deadlines coming up. Yeah, I know. I've already reached one of the trade deadlines in, in actually maybe two of my leagues I think are done. So, um, but yeah, yeah. If, if this is your final week, that great, some, some great information there and, uh, go out and try and pick those guys up if you can for the, for the title run. All right. Yeah. Uh, I'm always, I'm always a little saddened when the trade deadline comes, you know, I'm always right. like, Oh no. Like, like there's that like little moment the week after where I'm like thinking about making a trade and then I'm like, Oh, I can't. It's done. Always mm-hmm. bums me out. All right. Well, we're going to move on to some listener questions. I think this this first one's a great question. And, uh, you know, if you would ask me at the beginning of the season if we would be debating this, I would have called you crazy. But here we are. So JD22 underscore asks, would you trade Pollard for ETN? Oh, that's a really tough one. Um, I probably would, but I don't think it's a slam dunk trade. Um, I think just... I think that what ETN's volume will be a little bit more reliable because he's not competing with Ezekiel Elliott. So uh, I would do that trade, but it's not one I'm giving like my, oh, s- s- pounding the table, definitely go do that because Pollard's a good running back on a good offense and he's getting it done. So uh, I, I slightly lean towards that one, but uh, it's not, I don't love it. Let's just say that. Yeah, I, that was me too. I was looking at that question, going, "Boy, I don't know. That's a that is a tough call. They're both they're both going to mm-hmm. look good down the stretch, I think." So, all right, uh, next one here from Et Car Five. Do I start Herbert or Watson when he comes back? Um, I'm going to say Herbert because he's finally getting some of his weapons back. Now, Mike, unfortunately, Mike uh, Williams got injured again, so I think he's going to be out for a little bit. But he did get Keenan Allen back and. Uh, I just did some posts for our subscribers showing the strength of schedule moving forward. And Justin Herbert has by far like the easiest schedule going forward. He, the only tough game he has coming up, it's all like top 10 to top eight matchups in his favor, other than week 17 when he plays the Rams. So uh, I'm going to stay, say Herbert for all the reasons. And a, a big part of it is his schedule compared to Watson's Watson actually has one of the worst schedules coming up when he does return. So, I'll take Herbert there. Yeah, and just a, a quick shout out that since you're talking about the easy schedules moving forward, another guy I kept noticing as you were going through those was was Jimmy G's pretty high on that list, and he's up to 25.4 points right now uh, with two minutes to go yes. in that game against Arizona. So he's 
he's got a pretty easy schedule looking forward to. And yeah. that's a, a streaming option. If, if you run into, uh, if you're, I'm a, I'm a Kyler Murray owner. So I'm trying to figure out what to do there. Uh, Jimmy G yeah. could also be an option. So. Exactly. No, I'm in the same boat. So, uh, no, th- th- start looking at the schedule, like uh, going forward, especially into the playoffs, that could be the difference between you winning it and not winning it. All right. Uh, underscore Jesse, underscore Meek, underscore. I, I probably didn't need to say all the underscores, <laughs> but you know, I kind of wanted to. <laughs> yeah, Jesse Meek would have probably got the job done, but Hey, you're being, you're being accurate. <laughs> I, I, uh, I am. Um, these guys make fun of me for being Ron Burgundy. I have to read whatever's on yeah, the teleprompter. Not, yeah, exactly. Uh, Tannehill, Dalton, Brissett, or Pickett to replace Justin Fields. Which one of those guys you like the most? I think out of those guys, I'm going to go with Ryan Tannehill. Out of those options, he's just the one I trust the most. Um, we just talked about Traylon Burks is, is back to being healthy. I think we're going to see him start to emerge. Um, Brissett, he's only got one more game before Watson comes back anyway. Right. Uh, Kenny Pickett, uh, he just threw 44 pass attempts and had like 265 passing yards to show for it. So I don't trust Pickett. And it's it's Andy Dalton, and I just trust Tannehill more than Andy Dalton. So I would grab uh, Ryan Tannehill in this instance. I think I agree with that. I was I was I was like, well, what about Brissett? And then yeah, he realized that he's only got one more week, so can't do much there. Yeah. All right, um, uh, and Jesse, I, you got a oh, few sorry, more. I was right? say I've got a. F- I do, and you're gonna love this first one. So Saint Fu Paul here just wanted <laughs> to say I had a good laugh listening to the podcast last week. Oh, he did. <laughs> No way. I'm so glad yeah. he, got to, he got to hear that. That was awesome. I had a student just, yeah. to, just to tell you another story uh, that came in with a beanie that had St. Fu on the front of it. And, <laughs> and I had to tell her the entire story and she had no idea. Oh, you know, yeah. She doesn't know anything about fantasy football or anything else, but I was just describing to her that, uh, that that was how I read that. And oh, she loved that. Yeah, he d- it was case if you haven't listened, which I'm sure you didn't, but you should go back and listen because it was pretty funny. Uh, all right. Well, he also has a real fantasy question. He also says, do you guys think Pollard is a must start moving forward, even with Zeke vulturing touchdowns from him? Uh, well, Zeke vultured two touchdowns this week and he still put up 30 points. So I would say, yes, he's a must start moving forward. Um, let's see if I can find another one here. Uh, should I trade for a better running back? I have ETN and Fournette. Um, well, this is from N Stallworth 15. I don't know if those are, if those are the only two running backs you have, I would probably trade for at least one more. I don't like having just those two. I'm assuming he's got a few other guys, but, uh, depending on what you have, I would say, yeah, try to add a few, a little more depth there. Um, let's see if I can find another one here. If you had to choose, would you trade Godwin or Hollywood? Um, Hollywood did not play tonight. Uh, I mean, I want to say I'd rather have Hollywood, but I just don't know with that injury what he's going to look like going forward. So I'm going to probably go with Godwin in this instance. I don't know what you think about that, Jesse. Yeah, I agree with you. I I, I saw the injury thing uh, pop up on your Instagram and and I don't like that kind of stuff. So it's not like Godwin's been tearing it up either. I almost feel like I'd rather have like, uh, God, who's the guy from the Colts that continues to just like oh, Michael sit on Pittman? the wing? 
No, uh, the the guy that's on the waiver wire. He's just like oh, Paris, Paris, uh, Paris Campbell. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd almost like rather roll with Paris Campbell than those two options at this point. Because um, I think that yeah. now that Matt Ryan's throwing the ball, he might still get some volume. Yeah, I think I'll go Godwin there, but it's only because of the injury to Marquise Brown. Um, and then uh, would you trade? Would you trade AJ Brown for Chris Godwin and Aaron Jones? This is from James Flegel. James Flegel. Uh, would I trade AJ Brown and Chris Godwin for Aaron? Uh, sorry, AJ Brown for Chris Godwin and Aaron Jones. I probably would actually. Uh, I th- I do like AJ Brown, but I don't think he's so good that you. You couldn't get the depth of Godwin and Aaron Jones there. I, I, I'd rather have the two, the, the wide receiver and the running back in that scenario. And then let's see, one more. Um, Jamal Williams, will he continue to pro- with his production or is it or is it Swift time? This is from Chuyo underscore Ruiz. I think Williams will continue to produce. I think this will continue to be a little bit of a headache of a backfield. Um th- <laughs> We have just not seen DeAndre Swift take over as this full-time running back, and I don't know if it'll happen at any point in his career. I definitely don't think it's going to happen this year. So, yeah, I think I think depending on you know what your team looks like, I mean, DeAndre Swift had five rushing attempts. Jamal Williams had 17. I, I don't see that drastically changing. So, yeah, um, I think he will continue to produce. He'll probably have some down games here and there, but every running back is going to have a down game here or there. So, yeah, continue to roll with uh, Jamal Williams. Hey, Stephen, how many years has Jamal Williams been in the league? He was a rookie in 2017. He was a third round. Was he a third round pick the same year Aaron Jones was drafted by the Packers? So, uh, in 2017, true story. I I drafted Jamal Williams in our dynasty league. That's when I was still oh, okay. back and, and doing that. And uh, man, if I would have just waited that long, you know. <laughs> it was, it was, i should have just waited it out i should have waited it yeah. out if i could have just waited six years with him not really doing much then he would have imagine how corderell patterson oh uh, did you see casey <laughs> that he broke uh the nfl record he ran a kickoff back Right, right. As you made the comment, Casey texted us. Have you noticed nobody runs any kickoffs back this year? Corderell Patterson ran one back and broke the the uh, NFL record for kick return touchdowns. I was actually watching that. In, wow! I was watching that in real time. I, I, I'm not. I'm not shitting you, Jesse. I was talking to my brother in law, and I was saying <laughs> how I think I said I don't get why these the Corderell Patterson should be on every kick return and every punt return. Uh, I was saying. And then when he does his kick return, have another running back play the first snap or two, you know, to, so he can catch his breath and then put him right back in. And I'm not kidding. Right after I said that, he housed that kick return. So I was like, see, the guy is just a playmaker. I love I love watching him. He, he needs to be way more involved than the Falcons are actually utilizing him. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah he is. And, and I remember him coming out of Tennessee and I was like, I don't know. I kind of feel like he's just like a vertical threat wide receiver and uh, and what a strange career he's had. Uh, But he always was really good at kick returns, even back in the day in college. So, um, but yeah, watching him line up now at running back and do all that crazy stuff. And then now he's, now he's in the NFL record books, which is just kind of wild. That's cool. No, he's a, he's a fun guy that 
he's an easy guy to root for, I, I think. Also, I think Jamal Williams, previously spoken about, is an easy guy to root for, too. He's he's definitely one of the best personalities I've seen in the NFL. I don't know if you watch Hard Knocks at all, Jesse, but he's a fun guy to to you. You want to play with that guy and root for that guy. That's cool. All right, guys. Well, that's it for tonight. Make sure you tune in tomorrow for our NCAA recap and update. We call it the Devi. We call this pod the main. This is where we get Casey on, and he does his NFL Cover Zero segment. And uh, and then on Thursday, we call it the Flex, and that's our 11th hour start-sit matchup advice that Steven does. Um, and if you're a first-timer, make sure you check out all those. For Steven, Casey, and myself, thanks for joining us. If you've enjoyed this podcast, the best way to help us out is to refer a friend. I promise we'll get back to our, our great internet, and, uh, and, and our <laughs> audio quality will go back up when these guys aren't on the road. Uh, but we did want to keep doing our podcast even while people are traveling. So um, I'm a professional. So I flew back from Seattle to be in my walk-in closet, you know, because that's how I roll. But these guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Listen, we, uh, we, we have to commend you, Jesse. Good job. You're, somebody's got to hold this thing together. Yeah. I, gotta, I sit in my walk-in closet with no pants and I'm the professional here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, also, I'd like to apologize to my single fan for uh, having poor internet connection, not being here last week. So Michael D Fox jr. Um, if you're listening, my apologies on not showing up. <laughs> That's why you don't hear me on this podcast. That's much. okay. We'll, we'll get him. We'll get him back up and running next week. Remember 80% it was like, we, we just, we got him back off of IR, but he's, <laughs> he's only 80%. He'll be hundred percent next week. Big game, big game next week. Uh, also, we are sponsored by UnderdogFantasy.com. You can download the app or sign up, sign up with the promo code GuideDog, and that also helps out the podcast. We'll catch you all next week. Peace. I'm going to throw up. <laughs> I think I'm going to throw up. <laughs> you couldn't get that, Stephen? That that was Step Brothers? <laughs> oh, I'm, you're surprised I didn't get that? <laughs>